Blackburns Show with Kirsty Stanway, celebrating all things women's rugby on SENZ. For ticket info, head to blackferns.com and catch all the action this season. This is how you play rugby. Like a black friend, let's go! She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy, lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. Oh, she got both feet on the ground and she's burning. Good evening. Great to have you joining us here on the Black Fern Show. Kirsty Stanway, and we are back for another week. Remember, we do this every fortnight, a Monday from 7 till 8 pm. We dedicate this hour to women's rugby in this country in what is a massive year. The countdown continues. We are just 54 days away from the Rugby World Cup opener. Remember, put it in your diary, October 8th. And even better, get there yourself. See our Black Ferns in action at Eden Park in the opening match. Tickets are on sale right now at blackferns.com. And you can actually get tickets for so cheap. So jump online and go and support our women. You can also support our women this weekend as well. Because today, we are looking ahead to the Laurie O'Reilly Trophy between New Zealand and and Australia. We've been playing for it since 1994. And how about this for a fact? We've never lost the trophy. We have never relinquished the trophy to Australia. There's been some years where we haven't played it. It was played between 94 and 98. And then we took a break until I think 2007. Now we're back. We haven't played in two years because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But here we are. Here we are to defend the Laurie O'Reilly Trophy, a two-match series against Australia. The first game coming up this weekend, Saturday, August 20 at Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. And then we cross the ditch. Next week, we take on the Wallaroos again uh, on their home soil. That one will be the curtain raiser to the Wallabies uh, Springboks test in Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Get involved, get around it, check it out on Sky Sport or get there in person if you can. Great to have you joining us today. Coming up on the programme, we've got a wicked hour for you. So coming up on the programme, we head deep into the Black Ferns camp. We're joined by Tyler Nathan-Wong, who of course is fresh off winning Commonwealth Games bronze with our Black Ferns 7 side, but she's trying to crack this 15s team to be able to play at a home World Cup. Wouldn't it be something? We catch up with Tyler Nathan-Wong, who's hoping to make her debut for the Black Ferns this weekend after representing New Zealand in two codes already. She is trying to make it a third. Be great to catch up with her. And then... We catch up with Alana Bremner, who's one of the sister acts in the side. She's a loose forward. She's captain of Canterbury in the Farah Palmer Cup, and she'll be hoping to be named in the team on Thursday to take on Australia in front of her home, friends and family at Orange Theory Stadium this weekend. Her mum and dad have never missed her playing a match, whether it's in the black jersey, the red and black jersey, or in her club colours for Lincoln as well. Uh, her and her sister, Chelsea Bremner, the fifth sister sister combination to play for the Black Ferns. It is fantastic to be able to get those two on the programme and we are joined by an absolute legend of the game. And when I say legend, I mean it because Anna Richards, she played for the Black Ferns for over two decades. She won four Women's Rugby World Cup. She's a Hall of Famer. She's a lawyer. She's a mentor. She's a coach nowadays. She's amazing. All that and more coming right up right here on the Black Ferns Show. 
great to have you listening here on SENZ on the Blackfin Show every fortnight from 7 o'clock. Joining us now, I'm excited for this one because she is a genuine superstar, our Blackfin 7 superstar, Tyler Nathan Wong. Thank you so much for joining us in what is a busy week for you. How's everything going? How's Christchurch? Oh, thanks for having me. And first of all, Christchurch is freezing. It's so <laughs> cold down here. <laughs> so, yeah, but getting used to that, you know, staying rugged up during trainings at the moment. Um, but, no, nah, I have a beautiful hotel that we're staying in, good food, good company. Yeah, it's good to be here. You have had, like, the craziest whirlwind fortnight. Obviously, you've been over at Birmingham <laughs> at the Commonwealth Games. Um, we will get on to the 15s, but let's first reflect on that one. How do you look back at that experience compared to the other tournaments that you've been involved in? So that was our first really proper Commonwealth Games village experience. So the last Commonwealth Games, we weren't able to go into the village due to, um, I think we had a bit of a mump scare in our camp. So that kept us out of the village. So that was cool to be back in the village again uh, at a multi-sport event, you know, a team, a part of a wider team, being part of the New Zealand Olympic team and being amongst other athletes. So that was such a cool experience. I love multi-sport events where you get to go and, you know, mingle with other um, athletes from your country, but also meet a whole bunch of other athletes and different sports as well. Um, and then obviously not exactly what we, the result we wanted, you know, we go out there and we put our, um, everything out on the, on that field and yeah, it didn't quite um, fall our way, unfortunately in that uh, semi-final, but we came back strong, you know, brought home that, that bronze medal for our country um, got to support um, some of the other teams before we left as well. So still a really cool um, and enjoyable experience, but you know, one that we can reflect on in regards to our game and look forward to uh, World Cup in September. Absolutely. And you know what? You all should be so proud. This is a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games. You know, it's hard enough for people to actually get to a Commonwealth Games, let alone to be on the podium. It, it's incredible what you all managed to do. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we obviously, you know, we're pretty tough on ourselves and in results in that regard. But at the end of the day, you know, results don't define who we are as people and what we are off the field. So back to the um, drawing board, we go a little bit, um, put in some more effort. I know the girls are working hard at um, hard back home in Tauranga while I'm here with (laughs) Teresa in camp for 15. Okay, so you just mentioned the fact you've been at the Commonwealth Games. You talked about the world coming up. World Cup coming up in September. That's the Sevens World Cup, but it is a hectic year for rugby <laughs> in New Zealand this year. You're now part of this 33-player squad for the Laurie O'Reilly Series. What has it been like coming straight back from the Commonwealth Games environment into this 15s environment um, for New Zealand? What, what's it like? Oh, it's been actually so much fun and so enjoyable. I think like having something to to really look forward to coming off that Commonwealth Games, you know, I was a bit disappointed with that loss, and so knowing that I couldn't dwell on it too long, um, and you know, had to come in here um, and pretty much just be a sponge, soak as um, soak up as much as I could, as fast as I could, and that's what I've been doing, you know, just asking heaps of questions, talking to the girls um, in the different positions that I potentially am playing, and yeah, just you know, seeing familiar faces that I, I know and then um, making new friendships and connections too. So I've enjoyed the last uh, three days last week when we were up in Auckland for camp and then, yeah, really looking forward to this week leading to that test on the weekend. Okay, so a few questions from what you just said. Um, soaking up as much yeah. knowledge as possible. <laughs> Who do you go to when you've got a question, when you need some help? Oh, pretty much if we're in a meeting, whoever's sitting next to me, first <laughs> of all. Um, but then if we're talking more like positional specific, you know, if I'm looking at, different fullback um, type stuff. I'll go to Hazel, Renee Holmes, um, and then there's obviously halfback. I'll be looking at um, Kendra or Arihana. Um, so, yeah, you know, everyone that's been in those positions, yeah, they're very open and warm and welcoming and, you know, happy to help me um, answer those questions too. And it's just a really cool team environment to be 
be a part of. Yeah, it is an amazing team environment and culture that uh, you've managed to create there. Um, so the positions, are those the two positions that you're looking at, halfback and fullback? Yes, those are my two positions. Not sure um, which one yet or, you know, got to wait for that um, that team announcement and see how that goes to yeah. hopefully yeah, make my test debut on the weekend. Can you talk us through um, what the differences are for you between the two positions and actually how 15s compares to what you're doing in 7s? Yeah, so obviously two very different positions. One, you know, you've pretty much got your hands on the ball constantly. You're having to, um, as halfback that is, and you're having to kind of demand the forwards around on defence and that you're that connection between the backs and the forwards. So it's similar to kind of how things work with sevens as well, though. So that, in regards to that connection, that's not necessarily new, but it's the new connections with different players, obviously, that I'm having to make and, and all that kind of stuff. And then 15, you know, you've got a lot more time and space um, outside and the outside backs. Uh, so, yeah, it's just very two very different positions, but very similar in regards to, like, for example, fullback and 15s, how they are at the back, um, kind of as that sweep. It's very similar to how sometimes I have to play in seven. So there are different things that I can take from sevens into 15s. Um, I've got to get used to that um, that longer game now too, and I've a few bigger bodies out there. But you know, I'm just I'm just having fun, taking it day by day, training by training, and really enjoying this little journey that I'm on at the moment. Honestly, Tyler, your like enthusiasm is so infectious. Like I feel like you can just hear it <laughs> across the airwaves when you talk to us. Um, you mentioned the fact that you could make your debut this weekend for the Laurie O'Reilly series. Of course, you've played uh, representative touch. You've played uh, in that black jersey for New Zealand in sevens. What would a 15s debut mean for you? Was that always a dream of yours, even though you've come? Oh, 100%. 100%. That was my first dream coming in when I first started rugby because there wasn't any sevens at that time. So I was 13 years old, um, you know, playing my first tennis side game at high school. I had Vanya Wolfgram or Neela Veer as my sports coordinator and she was the one that got me started into rugby. The next year, we didn't have a team for school, so she invited me down to Auckland Marist. I was 14 years old, um, you know, playing against ladies um, double my age, if not more, and like you know, double my size too. I was this little the stick thing, and then that's where you know I like met the likes of Victoria Hayway, um, Linda Tunu, um, Huriana Manuel, like all you know legends in the space of women's rugby in New Zealand and the world. And so that's where that dream you know really came alive. And I, I was just looking through old photos too, I, uh, and videos, and a little memory popped up when I was 15 years old at a uh, um, 2010 Black Ferns World Cup trial. Uh, they didn't know my age and ended up going and being able to try. Obviously, not available for selection due to my age and obviously quite new to the game. But that's where, yeah, that love and that dream of, you know, becoming a Black Fern started for me. I took a, you know, a seven popped up. It was an opportunity I took and I've kind of stuck with that. But to be able to come back and potentially, you know, achieve that, that childhood dream of mine. That's pretty special to think about. It is so, so cool. We can't wait as well for this weekend. Uh, we don't want to jinx anything. Um, but did I see a picture <laughs> of you and Teresa a while back playing soccer together when you two were younger with medals around your neck? Um, that was touch back in the day. Yeah, oh, I think we were like under 15s. Yeah, I think it was like under 15s. And yeah. Um, and here we you played, are. Yeah, I've known Teresa since I was like 11. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and here we are now. Um, Making sport, isn't it? Like in that sisterhood oh, and, and along the journey. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's cool to see where we've both come in our journey. You know, different paths and kind of similar at the same time. And you know, to be here uh, with her in the 15s, see what she can bring 
um, hopefully to this game on the weekend too. It's, yeah, it's very, very exciting. Now, we mentioned the culture, um, but there is the most amazing culture within both the 15s and the 7s. We always talk about how if you're not in it, you want to be in it. Like you look from the outside and think, man, I just want to be part of that because you've just created something so special. Um, your former coach, Alan Bunting's now obviously involved in the 15s. So is it a similar environment there? Like how do you compare the two? Yeah, there is definitely similarities. And it's so cool to see Bunts again, you know, yeah. see him um, continue to give back to the game because he offers so much. Like everyone, you know, saw um, what he was able to do with our team and, and you know, from 2016 to Tokyo. And, you know, it was just amazing how, you know, everything got turned around. It, it was very, you know, uh, people first program, like at the end of the day. And that, I can, you know, I feel that here too um, in this environment. I know that he's just had a, a massive positive effect. And also um, the likes of the girls who have been here as well, wanting to help create that culture. And then, you know, Ruby Tui as well. She's a good addition at, in that space, in that culture space too. So this team, yeah, it's just amazing to, you just feel welcome. As soon as you walk in, you just feel very welcomed and that you can be yourself and you don't have to change who you are. And you've got some legendary people um, around this environment, not just the players, but in terms of your coaches and management as well. Uh, obviously, Alan Bunting's one of those. The director of rugby, Wayne Smith, is there. Um, Ted is involved as well. Wes Clark, Whitney Hanson. What's it been like being around these people? I mean, what do you learn off a guy like Wayne Smith? Yeah, it's so cool. Like he, I love how just like straight up he is as well. You know, like he'll tell you how it is. Like you're dropping the ball too much, you're like, come on, girls, pick it up, type of thing. And so, I just, yeah, I just love. And then just the way he thinks too, like how um, he's wanting this team to play um, and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, you have got the likes of Ted who wanders around and jumps in and brings some gold nuggets. You know, when he speaks as well. And then haven't had obviously too much to do. So much obviously not been a forward. Um, so haven't had um, too much to do with Whitney and Chrono yet, but you know, two amazing people to have part of this environment as well. And then if you add another legend into the mix, I've seen pictures on social media um, of Dan Carter turning up. So um, <laughs> what was all that about, and what did he help you with? Yeah, that's cool. It's awesome to see him coming back in again. I think he popped into one of the 15 um, camps earlier in the year too, and then he's actually popped down to Tauranga. Um, and done some stuff with us down there around our drop kicking and that. So, yeah, the recent one, he came in and just, yeah, helped us with some general kicking, general play kicking and all that kind of thing. So, you know, he was the, the master of that um, when he was playing. So to hear just uh, from him, but how simple he keeps it all to, he doesn't overcomplicate anything. It's very easy to pick up and understand and then for you to just go out there and execute um, and he's just real chill, such a chill dude, you know, you just you don't feel like under pressure to have to like get everything right um, under his watch. So that's, yeah, that's a cool feeling to have. It's so awesome seeing so many people give back to the women's game here and what is such a massive year in New Zealand. Um, we're big supporters here on SENZ and with the Black Fern Show. But Tyler, before we let you go, this weekend is huge. We hope you make your debut for the Black Ferns and we'll have to wait until Thursday to see uh, if you'll be named in that team. But whānau is massive for you, so I'm sure you've got a big contingent going down to Christchurch who'll be there <laughs> um, the my mum's dad and sister are going to be coming down oh yeah <laughs> they might have to put them over their puffer jackets because <laughs> eh? it's really really cold down here <laughs> and then my partner actually he arrives back from um, he arrives back from London the day of the test and then flies straight down so you know that's the plan if, if all goes well for me getting selected that's the plan that we've got in place for him um, from he's coming home from his uh world sprints um, over in London for Waka'ama. So, yeah, 
hopefully all goes well and that that plan is able to go ahead. (laughs) You're all too talented. Too talented, that's for sure. Hey, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us on the program. We appreciate it so much. Um, And all the very best if you do make your debut this weekend. We're uh, crossing our fingers and touching wood to see you play. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, we have a cast of thousands on the Black Fern show today and every single guest is seriously amazing. Today, we are catching up with the first women's player to bring up 50 caps for Lincoln. She received her blazer from Lincoln University. She's played more than 50 caps for Canterbury as well and was part of that completely dominant side that went through between 2017 and 2020 and won four straight Farah Palmer Cup titles. She's the current captain of Canterbury and, of course, she's part of the Black Ferns squad at the moment as they gear up for the Laurie O'Reilly. Cup against Australia this weekend. Alana Bremner, thank you so much for coming on. Christchurch local, so we're so excited to have you on. How's everything been going in camp this week and how excited are you to get out there in front of your friends and family this weekend? Yeah, hi Kirsty, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be playing in hometown of Christchurch. Uh, we assembled last night and this morning, so yeah, there's lots of excitement through the group. I think the, a lot of the girls are saying how cold it is, but we're a bit used to it down here. But, yeah, no, we've got lots of uh, family and friends coming, so it's an awesome opportunity for the Cantabrians to get around women's rugby. So tell me, is it true that your mum and dad never miss a match that you and your sister play in, no matter what jersey? Yeah, they absolutely love it. We're, we're pretty lucky to have them. Uh, from all our club games to FCC, you, we can always see them in the crowd. So pretty special. Um, to have them there hopefully with us in the weekend Um, they won't be coming to Australia but yeah no they're our biggest supporters so yeah really lucky that's amazing they literally must have watched hundreds of um, matches of sports um, between you and your sister growing up Um, before we do get deeper into your story I wanted to touch on your sister because you and Chelsea have become the fifth set of sisters in the Black Ferns and you're continuing this amazing legacy there is in New Zealand Um, what was that like first and foremost um, playing together standing together for the national anthem yeah, no, that was huge. It's not something that happens very often, so I definitely didn't take for granted getting to stand beside Charleston and play together representing our country. That was a dream we'd had for a long time. We've played in a lot of teams together, and um, her rugby started out, uh, her first ever game of rugby was with me, and then since then we've got to have some awesome experiences together. We went to Fiji with the development squad and played in the New Zealand Barbarians and then this playing for the Blackburns together just really, really tops that off. But yeah, it is it is pretty cool having having Chelsea with me. It's it's like a best friend and teammate and everything all in one. So yeah, it's it's pretty special. So you guys have a really good relationship. You you've obviously mentioned you play together and I think you live together as well. Yeah, yeah, we live together, so we're pretty much together most of the day. We drive to trainings together and and things like that, so yeah. It's very, very special, isn't it, to be able to do that with a member of your family. Now, your sister's rugby journey started a little bit later than yours, but what about yourself? Where did your journey begin? Yeah, I started playing when I was seven years old. I played for Banks Peninsula, and it's a club out in a small town called Little River, and went along with my friend one day because... She was going to be the only girl on the team and wanted me to come along, so she wasn't. And, yeah, she I think she stopped playing a couple of years after that. But, 
ever since then I've carried on playing. So I think I would have probably been one of the last girls to play up to up with the boys until under 16s was when I had my last year um, with the boys um, before going into high school rugby and then women's rugby. So, yeah, Little River was where it all started and then played for uh, another couple of clubs, thanks to thanks, uh, Waihora and Diamond Harbour when we combined. And, yeah, so, yeah, that's where all my rugby started. Dad played there when he was younger. Uh, so, yeah, club means a lot to me. Did you ever imagine starting off rugby when you were seven in the Banks Peninsula, one of the most beautiful parts of the world, I must say, as well? Did you ever think that now you would be a full-time professional women's rugby player in this country? Yeah, I didn't think that was possible when I was that young. I think I was just, you know, for the love of the game, I was just enjoying going along every Saturday and um, with Dad and my brother Michael while Charles was away with, um, at Nipple with Mum. And yeah, I didn't really think that would be a reality to to be able to play rugby, you know, doing it now full time. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool looking back now at how far the game has come. Oh, it's it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Um, before your debut for the Black Ferns, um, you were obviously with Lincoln University. Were you studying? What was it that you wanted to do? Where did you think your life path would be? Yes, I was at Lincoln Uni and I studied a Bachelor of Agribusiness and Food Marketing. So I had about two or three years of work experience in a marketing role at a pet food company. So that that kept me busy and they were really supportive, kind of natural of my work in rugby for the last couple of years um, before yeah going into full-time rugby. So I would have probably yeah stayed, stayed in the marketing um, area for a little bit longer and it's something I'll look to go back to after as well. But at the moment, you've got a very important job to do because you are part of this Black Ferns squad and it's an incredible year for women's rugby in this country. Of course, we have the World Cup in just a couple of months' time, the 8th of October. Um, What's the year been like for you? Now that it has changed and you are full-time professional athletes, um, there's several camps that you go to every couple of weeks. How much has changed in a year? Yeah, there's been a huge shift. It's really exciting to see how far this Black Ferns team has come since last year. And having the Super Rugby Opa Key at the start of the year, that's something that happened for the very first time. So being um, assembled together a lot more and having having a huge number of girls be able to experience the semi-professional was a really cool opportunity for all the women in New Zealand. And yeah, lots of lots of assembly days. I think it was about it will be about over a hundred days together this year, so it is it is pretty huge. A lot of time away with the team, and honestly, couldn't think of a better group of girls in management. Um, and we've all come together really well, and excited to see to see where we're where we're heading. What's the absolute best thing about being part of this Blackfern side? Oh, there's so much. Probably the girls you get to do it with. Honestly, yeah. like we have just made the most amazing connections and you meet so many new people the friendships you make like you know playing SBC the last few weeks it's been pretty cool after you finish playing a team you're just um you know having arms with the opposition which isn't something that really happened maybe even like two or three years ago but because of the time we spend together and the people you meet it is it is pretty special and then Getting to represent your country, um, it's quite a rare rarity getting to play in New Zealand in front of in front of your home family and friends. So getting to do that is pulling that jersey on. It's like it's like you've got superpowers. So yeah, that's 
that's something really special. You're giving me goosebumps talking about it. I love it. I love the superpowers <laughs> comment. Um, you talk about connections. There's a very strong Canterbury connection in this Black Ferns team, and that shows the strength of the region, the strength of your Far Palmer Cup side. Um, of course, Whitney Hanson's in there as well as an assistant coach. What sort of influence has she had on this group and for you personally? Yeah, Whitney's huge. She's been huge in our Canterbury region. She, when we talk about Whit, she's 100% person before player. And you can see that, you know, the, the time she has for people, she, she's she got a teaching background. So that carries across extremely well into her coaching and her skills she has. Um, she, spent, she spends a lot of time with us in the hub and, you know, I think a lot of people got to experience how awesome she was when she came as an apprentice in our coaching uh, in the coaching group last year on the Northern Tour. Um, but yeah, along with her, we've we've got some pretty amazing support in the Canterbury Canterbury region. And I think you know we've had a lot of a lot of girls even move here to get that to get the rugby experience that we get to that we get to have day in day out and the resources and. You know, we've got a lot of people that go above and beyond um, what their, I guess, what their roles are to just support the women's game. And a lot of those players are past Blackburns. We've got Amanda Murphy, um, and, and that's really cool. She's she's been a huge driver in our hub. The amount she gives to us girls is, has really lifted our game to another level so yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty incredible what you've got going on down there and this weekend it gets bigger because you've got two tests against Australia the first one on Saturday of course at your home stadium Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch can you talk to us about the legacy within this Black Ferns team um, and this rivalry against Australia for the Laurie O'Reilly Cup you've never lost to them you've never lost the cup yeah, to them I, I should think- say yeah, I was thinking the other day, it's pretty cool. I remember in 2017, before I was in the Blackburns match, I remember going along to Rugby Park and watching yeah. the Blackburns play the Wallaroos, um, the last time they'd played since, obviously, just since Pack 4. So, yeah, just thinking about um, me me potentially being able to pull on the jersey uh, in Christchurch again is going to be is going to be really special. But, yeah, the Blackburns have created a huge legacy and it's awesome we've been bringing the past couple of years it's been a huge focus on the past players that have paved the way so we've had it we've had a lot of special visitors come in and talk to us and I guess it's just been pretty special hearing their journey and what they did and created for us to be able to have all these amazing opportunities um, that we do now. Yeah, it's so nice um, hearing your journey as well. We've been able to hear quite a few journeys um, on this program and we'll never get sick of the story. So thank you for sharing. Before we let you go, though, Alana, um, as a proud Cantab and to have rugby in your town this weekend, your city, what do you want to say to the rugby mad folk of the South Island, not just about the game this weekend but about the World Cup coming up and to those people in New Zealand out there as well yeah it's so it's it's going to be awesome it's a huge opportunity for everyone to see and um, what what the black Ferns can put out and we're really excited to showcase what we ha- what we have and what we're continuing to work on so it would be awesome to get as many people as possible along to the game and um, you know we, we need your support it's going to be huge come World Cup time so hoping to get as many people there and around our game as possible. Well said, and do yourself a favour and listen to what Alana has just said. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on our programme. We know time is precious while you're in camp this week. The very best of luck against Australia this weekend as well. Thank you very much, Jessie. Okay, well, the word legendary is thrown around all the time, but 
when you talk about this woman, you cannot add, or you have to add, I should say, the word legend in front of her name. I'm talking about Anna Richard. She's going to absolutely hate this, but two decades in the Blackburn jersey, 49 tests between 1991 and 2010. She picked up four Rugby World Cup titles. Let that sink in. Four Rugby World Cup titles. She's a World Rugby Hall of Famer, a lawyer. She's a coach, a mentor, uh, and an absolute legend of the Black Ferns. The first woman to win the Steinlager Silver Award for her contribution to rugby in this country as well. Anna, thank you for coming on. Thank you for giving up your time. Uh, I'll let you say your piece first. How's everything going? Good. I'd just like to preface what you just said with, is I can't sing or dance. So... <laughs> I feel like I let myself down sometimes, but um, it's all good. You, uh, you can do everything else. If that's, your, really. if that's your two weaknesses, I'll take those. Um, now, we want to talk about your journey and where it all started, but I feel like we can't talk about your journey in rugby without talking about Laurie O'Reilly, who, of course, the trophy and the series between New Zealand and Australia is named after. How did you get involved in rugby and where does Laurie come into it? Oh, it's an old story I've, I think I've talked about a lot, but uh, I used to play netball down in Canterbury when I was at university, um, and I was in the Canterbury netball team that Laurie O'Reilly's um, wife coached, um, Kay, and she was a wonderful lady. However, one year she dropped me from the team, um, and at that stage, Laurie was also my family law lecturer, and here I was, all of a sudden, had my Sundays free, and Laurie sneakily asked me to come down and watch the um, University Women's Rugby team to see what I thought about it, was, which was the euphemism for come down, I'm going to throw you on as soon as you get here. <laughs> and that's how I started playing rugby. And that's how Laurie recruited. He was had a great eye for athletic talent and he was forever recruiting players to come and play his beloved game of rugby. He's often lauded in this country, um, for everything that he did for the women's game. You were there, you saw it. What did he do for women's rugby in this country? I suppose you could call him, he was the champion of women's rugby. Yeah, he, he was at the coalface to get things first started. And often I think he dipped into his own pockets to buy, you know, the first, the first ever um, games we played were in 89 and 19. I'm, I'm pretty sure he paid for the jerseys. Um, he he was at the forefront with Jack Creefy in 89 and 90, picking the teams, and he took the first um, team to the first ever Women's World Cup in 1991 at Cardiff. Uh, so he was he was the force of nature. He he had you know never ending um, passion to get people playing rugby and to support the growth of rugby here. That first World Cup in Cardiff that you mentioned, 1991, um, you were there, of course. What was it like? What was that first ever Rugby World Cup like? It was cold. <laughs> 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 no, it was, it was awesome. You know, I'd been playing for maybe three years and, and hadn't really been playing too much. Um, they, and they took the side from uh, the, the World Festival of Rugby we had in 1990. They sent out. Um, letters to all these girls and said if you can afford to pay $5,000 um, you're in the chance to be selected so back then 5000 was a lot of money um, and the guilty said yes they selected the team to go over there and it, was a, it was a crazy time a great time, you know, those back in the days when nobody had 
cell phones, uh, maybe even had email addresses to call home and, and I had no money. So, you know, I was over in London and Cardiff and to call home back then, there was this trick with the pay phones that if your number started with two, you, you hit the receiver eight times. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But it was like, it was, it was a pretty cool time. First time I'd ever played any, you know, international rugby overseas. And Cardiff was such an amazing place to be a part of because it's, you know, rugby is, is their passion. Now, this Laurie O'Reilly trophy, uh, it started in 1994, I believe, between New Zealand and Australia. Um, what was the rivalry like back then when you first started playing each other? Well, that was the, the very first time we went over to Aussie in 94 to play them. First time we played them, we ended up playing them in Sydney, had a couple of games beforehand against some provincial sides. Uh, and I suppose... There's always an innate rivalry between Australia and New Zealand, and it doesn't matter what the sporting code is. You know, it's because we're so close. You know, I've got some great mates in Aussie. I love going to Aussie. It's a great place to go and visit. Um, and I love beating them in any sporting thing even more. You know, I used to play them in rugby, and then I played them in touch. I used to bank us in touch, and and we beat them in rugby, so it was kind of a level playing field. Why have we had so much success in 15s? We're unbeaten. We've never relinquished this trophy. Oh, look, you've, you've got to look at the support, I suppose, to be pragmatic. You've got to look at the support that the Australians, the Australian girls have received from their union, and to be honest, it hasn't been great over the years, and they've gone for long stretches of time between World Cups where they did not play at all. Um, and they've had an on and off again provincial competition. So I think it's really hard for them to really get a foothold and get uh, a level of players through with the support they've got. Right. Laurie sadly passed away um, four years after this trophy, this series was introduced in 1998. What do you think he would um, think of the state of women's rugby right now? Honestly, I think he'd be really excited. He'd be excited by the moves we've made over the last four or five years. I think he'd be hugely excited by the level of play that can be seen now at FPC, even in clubs. Um, he'd love the university clubs, boys and, and girls team. Um, and I think he'd be hugely excited by the sevens. And, you know, back then there wasn't much sevens, but he'd be hugely, hugely excited by the level that's been played by the 15s. And what about for you, for the legendary Anna Richards, what do you think of the current state of the game and what is rugby and what has the Black Ferns given you? Oh, wow. It's, it's three big questions there, Kirsty. Crikey. We've got all the time uh, in the world. <laughs> what, is, what has rugby given me? Uh, probably an identity. Um, it's given me some great friends, some great memories. It's given me a job at the moment. Yeah, I, it's been a part of my life for a long, long time and I still love it. So it's given me a lot of joy. 
we're going to get into what you're doing now, but um, just firstly, we've, we had Tyler Nathan Wong on, and obviously she's trying to transition from sevens to fifteens, and she's hoping to play this weekend. Um, she was talking about the different positions that she's in, and she genuinely doesn't know where she's going to play, fifteen um, or halfback. For you, you actually transitioned from nine to ten. What was that like, and what prompted that move when you were playing? Well, it, prompted, it was prompted by the fact I actually wanted to play. And um, I played nine for about both four years. And then a wonderful player called Monique Tiravana came along. She was great number nine. And she got the nod ahead of me. And I just wanted to play. So I talked to Daryl at the time, who was the New Zealand coach. And I said, look, is there any other position I could look at? And he was like, oh, I suppose you could try centre. So I tried a bit of sense and I was like, mm. and then he said, maybe full back. And I tried that. And then he goes, oh, look, just give 10 a go. And luckily enough, you know, 10 seemed to be my position. And I got to say, I enjoyed it. I love playing nine and I really enjoyed playing 10. So I was pretty lucky to be able to then get a starting position at 10. What's your greatest memories in the black jersey? What was? Do you remember what the greatest match you ever played was? Ooh, greatest match. Probably one of the most enjoyable matches was the 2006 World Cup final because it was just a great contest. England played awesome. We played awesome. There was a bit of drama and the, the weather changed dramatically. Two or three days before the final, it had been like 35 degrees and it dropped down to about three. Um, Yes, and again, it's such a great rivalry we had with England that um, it was just a, a hugely exciting match. We're pretty lucky, aren't we, to have these rivalries that you're talking about, New Zealand-Australia, New Zealand-England as well. Um, you mentioned what you're doing now and you are currently coaching. You're giving back to the game in New Zealand with the Auckland Storm and the Farah Palmer Cup. What's that been like for you, um, having these young or bringing these young girls through, you know, this totally different generation who are millennials who are into TikTok and all sorts? What do you love about uh, helping them out and, and coaching? One thing I do love about them is they don't ask me to do their TikTok with because <laughs> they know I can't dance. Um, I work for Auckland Rugby as a women's player development manager, so look after the high performance unit and also the contracts of black friends. And then, like my side gig, which is my freebie, is coaching the SPC, which I'm hugely passionate about as well. Um, I can't. I, I really enjoy being able to help players develop into great players. You know, you know, support them uh, and through the ups and downs. Um, seeing, you know, like I was just at an under eighteen uh, skill day yesterday in Auckland. We had over seventy players turn up, and oh my gosh, there's some good players there, and they're going to be great. Uh, there's so much talent, and it's really, really exciting. When we talk about this talent, like you often ask male coaches, who's the most exciting person you've ever seen? Who's the most talented people that you've ever seen? What, who is it for you? Who's the most talented? As, as young coming through, yeah, probably the two, two uh, names that come to mind would be um, Patricia Malipo and Sylvia Brunt would be just right up there just looking at the talent they possessed as 15-year-olds. 
Um, I saw them as 15 year olds and I always couldn't wait for them to turn 16. So I could <laughs> then you my, could snap them so up. I could get my hands on them. <laughs> <laughs> and look at them now. Mate, they're awesome, aren't they? They are. They're pretty incredible. I mean, and you've seen it all um, over the years. And the current Barapama Cup crop. The current teams, of course, Canterbury, Waikato, look like the teams to beat at the moment, but your side right in the mixer. Um, how's that competition going? It's so up and down, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I was, I really enjoyed the game of the weekend with Waikato and, and Canterbury. Yeah. It was a real ding-dong match, up and down. Uh, Canterbury, honestly, you've got to give it to them. They know how to win at the end, don't they? It was, it was a great match. I think Waikato... Um, have shown over the last three years that they're a real force. You know, we, we got tipped up by Bay of Plenty a couple of weeks ago. So you had to turn up every Saturday and play well because there's some real talent out there. Yeah. And it'll be interesting, you know, over the next two weeks to see how the teams front up without their black teams. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, see what sort of depth um, teams have got and how they cope. Yeah. Because um, a lot of those black friends are in, in pretty vital decision making positions. So, you know, obviously, you know, we'll lose Lou, which is a, you know, big loss for us. Yeah. Um, and we've got some, our back row trio who are great. So, uh, but again, it gives um, younger players a huge opportunity to get out there and show what they're worth. And that's where you see the growth in players, and that's where you find some real gems is the people you, that wouldn't usually get a chance, and they do, and they really excel. And we can't wait to see these players get an opportunity over the coming weeks uh, while the Black Fern series is happening. But speaking of the word opportunity, just before we let you go, Anna, because I know you're really busy, I just wanted to ask you about the opportunity this year to have a Women's World Cup in New Zealand. We're hosting it for the very first time. How excited are you for what's to come? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of the parties, <laughs> the um, catch-ups. I'm going to have nah. Um, which, <laughs> that's going to be good as well. But oh, like, I, I know the girls can't wait to have the opportunity to play a World Cup on home soil. You know, I, I played five overseas and you know, I didn't get a chance to have my family in any of them. So it's, it's special, special for the girls to have their loved ones there and their whanau. Uh, and being able to showcase how they can play is even better. And, you know, the, the teams that are going to tune up here are amazing. So I hope the New Zealand public gets off their asses and gets to the game because they're going to be awesome. That's it. You can go and get tickets at blackferns.com <laughs> as well. And go and do what Anna says. Go and get tickets. Get off your butts. It is important to get out and celebrate. Uh, right. That is all from us. Anna, thank you so much. You're an absolute legend. You're a gem to rugby. So thank you for all that you do. And thank you for coming on our show today. No worries, Kirsty. Thanks. Well, that is the Black Fern Show done and dusted for another week. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always great fun having you involved. We hope you enjoyed the interviews as well. Don't forget, get around our Black Ferns as they take on Australia for the Laurie O'Reilly Trophy this weekend. It'll be something special. And if you haven't already, go and get tickets to the Women's Rugby World Cup, the opener, the 8th of October. We'll catch you in a fortnight's time with plenty more to talk about.